everyone, and welcome to Right Now, our student ministry podcast here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This is episode 25, and I'm joined with Brindley Bradshaw. Brindley, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. Now, we heard earlier that you wish you could eat some cereal, so we're not going back there. You've already stated here in the room you like multiples of five, so (laughs) you're on episode 25, which is awesome. And so we're excited, though, on the podcast today to talk about some questions of some things God is doing in your life. We have a surprise question in a minute. And I just, can I tell everybody that you already know the surprise question? Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So she already knows the surprise question. She asked to know it because she, do you not like surprises? Not whenever I have to like think about what to say. Okay. All right. So you need to know what you need to say Mm -hmm. kind of thing. All right. Well, I get it. But as we think though, on the podcast, it's entitled right now, We talk about the reality and the need, as Ephesians 5 tells us, to make sure we're living our life as wise people, not as unwise, in the world that we're living today. And so as we think about today's podcast and that thought, the whole kind of heart behind it is for us to live our life in the moment for the glory of God. And so let's talk today, though, on that first surprise question, and then we'll talk about the three main questions. So if you could spend time, Brindley, with anybody right now, Space wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue, any of those kind of things, no issues. And let's take Bible characters off the table. Who would it be and why? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Why would you spend time with T Swift? She's like, her lyrics are just like, it's just a masterpiece. Like every song that she makes, it's so like thought out. It's now, didn't she just like come out with a new album? Well, it's like, so you know, the Fearless album, right? She like had some songs that weren't put on the album, and so she put those out there and re-recorded all the songs from the album. So it's like now multiple, it's new songs, but also old songs. (laughs) Right. So do you listen to that album and think that it's a different album, or does it sound just like the other album? The style is the same, but you can tell her voice is different because she's older and more mature. What's the time frame difference in the drop of both those albums, do you know? I don't know. I think it was like 2013, maybe. I may be like totally wrong with that. I probably am. Okay. Well, what would you do with Taylor Swift? Would you want to sing with her? No, I just want to like hear like how she like came up with the lyrics and like that kind of thing. Hear the backstory. You know, go to like a coffee shop. Okay. So just sit and chill and talk to Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift. Well, they're not the first person that has mentioned Taylor Swift on the podcast. I don't know that I'd want to go spend some time with Taylor Swift. No offense to your story there. But I, I remember um, back in the day, there was a Taylor Swift song that came out. And um, I don't even remember the title of it, but it was a big deal about Romeo and Juliet. You know mm-hmm. what song I'm talking about? What's mm-hmm. the name of that one? Do you know? Um, Love Story. Love Story. Yep. I remember that. That was a big one in high school. It hit mm-hmm. deep if you really listen to those words. So if you're thinking about your Romeo and Juliet, don't think about your Romeo right now. So, But let's move now past Taylor Swift, past this uh, beginning of the podcast, really talk more about what God is doing in your life. And so the first question, what is God teaching you right now? Um, I would say that I have to like talk to people first to sometimes have a conversation and be able to have a chance to have a relationship with somebody. Okay. And um like not just wait for that person to come talk to me. Okay. Is um I like usually don't talk to people that much <laughs> that I don't talk to usually. All right. And I often catch myself like thinking things about somebody before I actually talk to them. Mm. And so I'm just trying to not do that anymore because if I'm not going to talk to them, but I'm still thinking things about them, 
they could not be talking to me and thinking things about me as well. Wow. Yeah. So, so the whole thought there of, of, of seeing people maybe through the eyes and the lens, the way God sees people and the love that he has for people, maybe not the acceptance of some things that they've done or said or in general, those kind of things, but a heart towards people and being open to people and not closed off to people. You know, I think it's so easy for all of us. We get used to our people. You know, you have your friends and, you know, we've already mentioned how Auburn doesn't like your your group mm-hmm. of friends and stuff, and that's a joke, so we can't say that really out loud. That's a total joke. Um, but we have our friends, and it's easy to stick with our friends. But God's put us on here on the earth to influence multiple different people and, and, and engage and interact with other people. And so what's something that helps you? Because uh, I know, like, initially that first conversation is hard. What is something that has helped you stop and actually go see somebody, go ask them a question, try to get to know them. What's something that's helped you actually do that? Um, so I watch people a lot. Like I'll stand back and I'll just watch them, which sounds really creepy, but <laughs> just I, a little. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get like a vibe off of them. Yeah, you know? yeah, I love it. And so I try to just like think of like the best things that could like just anything about them. Um, even if it might not be something that they have going on i just yeah. try to like think about it and then be like oh they're really nice i should go talk to them that's cool yeah and yeah so just a mental place you try to get yourself to <laughs> to then be prepared to actually initiate the conversation and, and hang out or talk to them and stuff like that so that's really cool that's a challenge for us all because i think as we think about interacting with people that we've put been put here on this earth to do that you know we're built for relationships there's people again and we've already mentioned this but god puts in our path to really love and encourage and push them, obviously, to Jesus and his love for them and the grace that God shows us through that relationship. And so love that answer. Thank you for sharing that. Let's move now to the second question. Um, How can God, Brinley, use your generation right now? I would say not to, like, normalize profanity. Because, like, if you go on social media and you just start scrolling, there's just, like, inappropriate things and people are cussing, like, all over the place. And it's kind of normal now. And our generation doesn't really think anything of it. Um, But, like, 30 years ago, if somebody was, like, cussing, like, some of the people in our generation do now, it would be this whole scandal. And so um, I think that as a generation, we should try to, like, set ourselves apart from everyone else and um, just, like... um, Yeah, use use your words. Being careful with your words, you know, man, that's a huge statement because what you just said is so true. Um, profanity and really the harshness of our words is normalized in today's society. Very few people, um, use their words to truly encourage and build each other up. As the scripture talks about this morning, I was reading, um, a verse of scripture with Asher and it was Psalm 34. And that verse talked about being careful with your words and the power that's in your lips. And it was just a, a a statement for even him now as a six year old to understand the words that you say matter and words again, are either going to build people up or tear them down. And in reality, as I walk the halls of a, a school or I'm in a locker room, uh, to speak to a football team or something, I'm amazed at the language that is used in the world of middle school and high school right now. And it's just normal. So a way to live your life right now for the glory of God is to step back and say, God, help me not to use those words because it's more of a testimony to not use them because everybody does 
uh, use language like that. And so that's a huge challenge for people. And uh, Brindley, when you think of that, what is something that you would say, um, because nobody's perfect and, and we're not, not ever going to be in, and think we're going to slip up and say certain things, but what is something that you would say maybe helps you to make sure you're being careful with your words? That's really hard. Um, I would say just like have a few verses that you just kind of like keep in a place like yeah. where you like look a lot yeah. or like um, follow like somebody that like posts like verses, yeah. that kind of thing. So whenever you go on social media, yeah. you're not just seeing right. like people cussing and right. like that kind of stuff. You also see verses and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's a really good challenge in the word of God being the, the guiding factor of what you're saying and what you're doing. I love that. That's a great uh, challenge. And again, man, if you're listening or watching the podcast today, the struggle with profanity in our words uh, is it's real. Um, and I, I get that, and we understand that. But the, also the power of our God to overcome is is also real. And so if you're struggling with the way you use your words, man, seek the Lord, surrender that to Him, let Him encourage you through His Word, as Brindley just mentioned, to make sure that you are living a life of that's honoring and pleasing to God through your words. So, Brindley, great answer there. Let's wrap up with question number three. What is a great current event that is uh, important to you right now or something that just uh, stands out to you? Um, I, would th- I would say, um, like, the division in our country. I know it's really vague, but, like, how it's, like, Democratic versus Republican or like North versus South, liberal versus conservative, that type of thing. And it's not like we're not unified anymore as a country. Yeah. It's you have to choose this side or this side and you're not supposed to like each other. Right. And but like we're supposed we're called by God to love everyone. And it's also really hard whenever you're going to talk to somebody that you don't know where they stand politically um, because you could say something that they don't necessarily agree with, right. and then it's this whole ordeal, and it's just really hard to talk to somebody these days. Right. Um, yeah. Do you feel like your generation wants things to be unified? Um, I think our generation kind of, like, there are certain things that kind of, like, ask for it. They just, like, we, like, try to um, bicker Right. A lot with each other. Yeah, so it's like you deep down you would say, yes, we want it, but then we don't really show it kind of deal, and right. we're going to kind of go back and forth with each other. You know, I, I really think that the church has an amazing opportunity to help show unity to a world that's so um, not unified mm-hmm. and uh, bringing that to the surface and helping. Like when you think about our youth group and our student ministry, for example, I mean, it's a group of teenagers from all walks of life in a lot of ways, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different contexts. And for us to come together, not that everybody loves each other as far as like or as far as like best friends or anything like that, but to come together and be unified, to go forward in a direction like that's a testimony to our world. Um again, you don't see eye to eye with everybody in the group. I don't see eye to eye with everybody in the group, but we can meet on common ground and for the church, that common ground is Jesus, and so the church has an opportunity to show that to um, a divisive world, and so there's a challenge there for us to see the world, 
again, the way you mentioned in the very beginning, just see people as people, be open to where they are. You might not accept of where they stand, but we still want to love them in their situation. And if God gives us opportunity to speak truth and help them understand more about who he is, then be obedient to that door. So, man, that's a, a challenge. Brantley, you've just like rocked this today. That's a, three Thank great you. challenges for us to really think about engaging with people, um, our language and being unified and how it can really start with a church and start um, with us. And so, Brantley, this has been fun. You have rocked this. I hope one day, well, I know you can't eat cereal, so um, I don't know if I can say I hope one day you can have cereal, but... We can hope it's some miracle that I just get to eat cereal. Right, right. Well, maybe one day um, when we're past this earth and we're in heaven, you can have some cereal mm-hmm. of that part. <laughs> so, um, But anyways, you've done a great job, Brinley. So thankful for you. So proud of you. Um, don't care what Bethany says at all. Proud of you um, and who you are and what God's doing in your life. And so, again, thanks for being on the podcast today. And we want to thank all of you for watching and listening to the podcast today. Love for you to like, share, and subscribe so other people can experience the podcast as well and use their life for the glory of God right now.